Hello and welcome to a podcast from Drumolent Castle in County Clare, Ireland. This is If These Walls Could Talk. In this series, we'll hear about the history of Drumolent Castle, the people who work there, and what's on offer to guests on the vast estate and in the magnificent county of Clare. Ian Carney is a PGA qualified golf coach who was awarded the prestigious PGA Irish Trainee of the Year accolade on two occasions while completing his training. As Dromoland Castle's PGA professional, Ian provides tuition to all levels of golfer at the state-of-the-art Dromoland Golf Academy, one of the best practice facilities in Ireland. So where did Ian's love of golf come from? So I remember my brothers cut me down a little um, old persimmon wooden driver and I used to be out the back swinging that and I, I actually remember my first good shot I, I made contact with it one day and put it through the back window of the kitchen and I was about five or six years old so that's my my earliest memory of golf but yeah I suppose I, I was very lucky I've I've all my brothers are single figure golfers and one of my brothers played for Connacht Boys won a Connacht Boys Interprovincial Championship when I was growing up and then um, my second eldest brother David was the, the, the national ladies coach and high performance director for an excess of 20 years and he's just come back from the Olympics actually as his last last uh, trip in that role with um, with Leona and Stephanie so uh, yeah I've been been very lucky I've been, been steeped in it and, and of course um, mum was always there supporting us when we were growing up and you know she was so chilled and it didn't matter whether you'd, you'd, you'd won the captain's prize or you'd you'd had your worst ever game of golf you know she, she treated you she always treats us the same no matter what which was an amazing thing for me as a coach now to, to keep a level head and keep cool and not react to things and I think it's one of the great things I've learned is she was always just very cool and dad was too it was, uh, it was as, a, as a, um, a really good friend of mine said to his son who's a fantastic golfer you know they loved us regardless you know it didn't matter whether we did well or not but yeah I mean I, I, I think I won the captain's prize when I was 13 or 14 um, which was a bit unheard of at the time so that probably showed I had a bit of talent somewhere but we were good at multiple sports you know I, I um, was very lucky I played soccer and Gaelic football for, for Mayo growing up and uh, yeah we, we they just let us do whatever we wanted to do you know it was up to us all the time to, to drive the ship really you know. Ian knew from a young age that he wanted to be involved in sports so how did he balance his love of golf and his schoolwork? I'd say my teachers have a slightly different uh, view of, of my view but um Again, St. Coleman's College in Clamaris was a great sporting school. There was fantastic sporting traditions in it. And you were encouraged to play sports, but you know you had to get your books right as well. So, you know, my parents always emphasised the importance of our leaving certificate, which is our high school exams, and, and that. But again, no pressure, just do the best you can, and whatever it is, it is. And I suppose before, I never really thought about a professional sports career. I, I wanted to get involved in sports and work in sports. I didn't know exactly what path I'd go on. So I, I, I did sports management in UCD as my, my first choice. I kind of, I love the Jerry Maguire sports agent idea. If, if I wasn't a golfer or I wasn't a pro footballer, I wanted to be involved in professional sports in some form or shape. So that was my, I suppose my first idea of working in the industry was, was, to, was to go to UCD and do sports management. As I, you know, I, 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 was, I played quite a high level of, of sport then growing up you know, golf provincially, as I said, football for my county and uh, played a bit of Sigerson in UCD and then 
started to, I suppose, at that stage realise that you have to specialise in one or you can't do them all, especially if you want to go into one as a, as a profession. Being so deeply immersed in sport, it wasn't unusual for Ian's family to gather around the television to watch major sporting events, including the golf. Yeah, um, I, I, I hope I don't get anybody in trouble, but I always remember my dad putting a couple of euros on David Duvall and, and actually Mark O'Meara the time that they were, were both in the in the running for the Masters. I think O'Meara won the Masters and uh, and my dad had a couple of euros on him for, for us, if you like, in inverted commas, you know. And I remember being allowed to stay up to, to watch that. So yeah, you know, the All-Ireland final day was people would come down to the house and um, the adults would go for a, a lunchtime drink and then there'd be the roast back in the house when the when the match was over. And um, yeah, sporting occasions were, were fantastic. And you know, the, I owe the, the BBC music, you know, it's probably the same with the world over, the sports channels, the golf music and, and, and the snooker music for the Crucible and all that kind of stuff was in our house. Whatever, you know, our house was, was quite funny. Um, whatever the whatever the tournament that was on, so it could be if it was the show jumping in Hickstead, you would see a homemade show jumping course out the back of our garden and we'd all be going around the garden like like horses and, and jockeys jumping the fences, you know. Um, if it was the tennis, you know, the front lawn became Wimbledon and the neighbours would all come over and queue up for a few sets and uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit, it was gas, like it was a bit daft, you know, but that was the way we were and we are all encouraged to do that and it was, yeah, whatever the event that was on, you know, we were having a crack at it kind of thing, so it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great, great, great upbringing, yeah. Growing up, Ian also had sporting heroes, particularly many of the great golfers of the day. You know, you can't get past, as, as, a, as an Irish lad growing up, you can't get past, you know, Seve and, and, and his determination in the Ryder Cups. And I remember watching Wentworth one day. I was sick. I was allowed to stay at home and the, the world match play was on in Wentworth. And he seemed to be up every tree in Wentworth and he still won his match. And then in 96, I was 13. You know, Nick Faldo came back against Greg Norman in the Masters. And again, I was allowed to stay up to watch that because it was so thrilling, you know. And, and uh, I suppose, yeah, the, them days, Faldo... Norman, Seve, and then as we got older, obviously Tiger came along, Ernie Els came along, you know, Phil came along. There was there was uh, some amazing players to look up to. And then I suppose in my professional golf journey, I was lucky enough that I went to work for TaylorMade Adidas in Germany at the, the Adidas Global Headquarters in, in Herzegonarok near Nuremberg. Um, so I got to actually work with a lot of players and I was actually, I had, I had a front row seat and spent a lot of time with Martin Keimer when he, when he got to world number one. We, our our centre over there that I ran sponsored him and, and he spent quite a bit of time with us and uh, you know I watched him go from maybe top 15 in the world to world number one over the space of 18 months which was pretty cool. So yeah they were all great memories and then Martin was just a fabulous guy. Him and his brother would travel a lot together and do all the corporate days together down with us and uh, his brother Philip and just very nice people and and you know very nice out and about uh, when the gun went off and it was time to to play it was very serious and I was lucky enough I played a good bit with them and did some corporate days with them and uh, that was the thing I suppose when they were in work they were in work and they were very serious but but I've met lots of nice uh, lots of nice pros over the over the years no more so than our own Irish guys as well you know Shane's and Shane Lowry's an absolute gentleman very good gives a lot back to the the junior kids and we're very lucky with that Rory was the same I work for Golf Ireland as well in a part-time capacity as the the national under-16 coach and those guys have been very good giving their time back to our, our up-and-coming youngsters. Ian spent almost two years working with tailor-made Adidas Golf at their global headquarters in Germany, but eventually it was time to come home. I kind of guessed I, I wanted to get, I was in Germany and I was running a, a coaching and, and club fitting centre and, and 
involved with a lot of the tour players for TaylorMade and uh, my people skills were getting used more and more by, by Adidas and um, I kind of figured out a talent for, for working with people and TaylorMade had asked me to go on tour at that stage and I didn't want to go down that route. And I loved coaching, I loved helping people, essentially. If it was to get better at their golf, if it was to you know, get better at their pro golf, help them in their journey along that way. So I figured my future was somewhere in that and, and working with people. So I came back to Ireland. I, I wanted to specialise in coaching anyways from my background as a player. I think every player that, that finishes playing, you still have a bit of unfinished business and you want to know why you didn't make it yourself as a player and, and what could you have done differently. So I did a master's in, in sports coaching in, in Loughborough University in England. And then I came back and I started working as, as a teaching professional in Doombeg Golf Club in Glenlow Abbey in Galway and with Golf Ireland. And again, working around the golf clubs, I was just always really into helping people and helping members. And that's the environment, as I mentioned earlier, I grew up in. So when, when I got the opportunity to come to Drumolan, that was always going to be a, a perfect fit because I could do all of my, my, my passions here, you know. Despite the challenges of a global pandemic and associated lockdowns, work on developing the golf product at Dromoland still continued. I think at the moment it's never been better. I think first and foremost I'm extremely proud to work in Dromoland. I'm going on three years here now and uh, it's obviously a very historic place but what, what you, you people don't see is when you come to work here there's there's an amazing culture of, of pride and passion in, in Dromoland and it's filtered down from, from Mr Nolan, Chef McCann, people that have been here a long time and you can see the pride and the passion they have in it and that's you know that's 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 how you breed culture and that's how it goes down and we've you know we've worked I've a very small partner but we've worked very hard on the golf course over the past two years um, Paul Coleman and his team uh, Eamon O'Donnell the director of golf have done just uh, an unbelievable project on the golf course in that you know Covid has had challenges with the amount of rounds of golf that we've had played it's just golf has never been busier and in the same period we've managed to thanks to our investors we've managed to put about in excess of a quarter of a million euros into our golf course upgrade the golf course and it's just it's stunning at the moment it's never you know I, I've played here for n numerous years and it's it's as good as anything I've, I've played on in this country so I'm very very proud to, to be the golf professional here and uh, and work with with the golf team here and and the people in the castle so that's that's really my, my my overriding feeling about being here. Um, the academy here is is second to none. I mean that it, it's not rocket science. You need a, a, a nice area to hit golf balls out onto, um, and you won't. You know that's in the top three academies in the country. To you've got beautiful targets, beautiful setting, beautiful short game area. You don't really need much else. The rest is kind of noise, you know. And um, we can say that this gadget and that gadget might help, but. You know, at the end of the day, when you go on the golf course, it's you, a set of golf clubs, and um, you, have a, you have a number of skills to demonstrate, and that's really it. So we have everything here that we need, and we're very lucky as well that the, the investors and the management allow us to bring Golf Ireland squads come in here and train here over the winter, and, and those boys and girls love it. It's, you know, it's a real treat. You can see them, they're here 15 minutes before their training session. They've everything cleaned, they've everything ready to go. They're excited to come in and train here for the day, and... Um, you know, it's it's again, it's back to the pride and passion thing. Our, our members like to see them coming in, but our, our members have been extremely complimentary of the golf course as well this year. And um, and again, it's testament to Paul and the guys and how much work they've done and the vision they've had in a really challenging time to 
to get it into that shape and, 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 and even improve what was already a, a wonderful golf course. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it gives us a lot of pride when people come in and say how good it is and um, uh, hopefully it'll, it'll continue in that vein. It's not at all unusual to see national or international sports stars or celebrities step up to the first tee at Tremoland. Yeah, you see, you see some Hollywood stars, you see some, uh, some international sports stars, you see some politicians. You know, you can get a, a complete mix uh, in, in every day. I won't mention any names, though. I get, I get in trouble, but it's, it's fantastic, you know, and that's what's fantastic about the place is, you know, two of the young girls I teach were up here one day and uh, they were supposed to be teeing off and I saw them sneaking around the corner of the clubhouse and they were getting all excited because three of the Munster rugby players were on the tee in front of them, you know, and I was kind of going, right, okay, I was wondering what the delay was, you know, they wanted to see if they could go over and get a selfie with them, you know. You know, and these people are very cool, they're on their holidays. I mean, that's that's the, the beautiful thing about working in a place like this. Everyone that comes through the gate is 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 here for relaxation and enjoyment and we're, we're so lucky that we get to host them here and that we get to make people happy because essentially, uh, again, that pride and that passion, we, we, we want to make people happy and we want people to enjoy their day out and their game of golf and it's tough sports and not everyone plays well there's a lot of lost golf balls but you can still enjoy it you can still enjoy the day out you can still have a lovely bite eating the fig tree um, you can still have a lovely uh, night in the castle you know you can be you can be really looked after and that's what we just try and do um, and, and I think that's why we get so many stars here as well and so many people because when they come in the gate the phones go off and they know that people are just cool and they're just going to look after them. And I, I find it amazing. There's a lot of unseen people skills. You know, they know when to have a chat with someone. They know when to leave someone in peace. You know, they're just very clever people, people, you know. And uh, and that's what I, I, I love about working in a place like this. The service is, is unreal, but it's hard to teach that kind of cleverness and uh, respect for people as well. So it's, it's just great to be a part of a team. And yeah, it's cool when you see a few of those people coming in. And one of the professional sports people I met at a, at a rugby match as well one day, and he kind of stopped in the street and said hello to me rather than the other way around and the people I were with were like oh my god how, how do you know that man you know so it's uh, it's cool it's very very cool you know we're very lucky so what makes the golf course at Tremoland Castle so special and so attractive I would say it's a, it's a classic resort golf course the most enjoyable golf courses I've probably played um, on my holidays or around the world are golf courses that have a lot of variety and I, and I think this golf course has as much variety as I've ever played. It's what you would call a risk-reward golf course. So there's lots of varying golf holes for different ability level golfers, which is a testament to Mr. Kirby and his design because you can be a, a once a month golfer or once a summer golfer and come out and really enjoy playing here. Or you can be a, a scratch player and you can come out here and try and drive some par fours and hit some par fives in two shots and do things you see the the, the pros do on television so it's um it's a golf course that caters for every ability of a golfer which is which which in my books as a golf pro growing up that was always the the the, the sign of a, of a true a truly great design a really well designed golf course was one that can can accommodate your club member um, your, your novice golfer but also have a really good challenge for a, a scratch player and that's that's essentially what we try and do here there's a wonderful mix of short risk reward holes and then bigger longer holes that the scratch golfer will get great satisfaction out of playing all of them really I enjoy a lot when the people that play once or twice a year come in and say it's very fair that that means you know they've had a nice day they've met a few pars 
uh, they might have had a couple of birdie putts as well sure they know they only play once a year no one needs to tell them that uh, and they know there's a couple of big holes out there that they might have lost a ball or two on but they really enjoyed the game of golf and, and essentially that's what we're that's, you know, that's the industry we're in we want people to enjoy the sport we want people to enjoy their time here in Tremona Castle and we want them to enjoy part of, of the estate which really highlights all the the phenomenal attributes of this, the estate. We're very lucky in a nutshell, yeah, it's a risk-reward golf course, but it's fun for every level. It can be as difficult as you want it to make it be, or it can be as fun and enjoyable. Like in, just behind us here, there's a couple of kids going out there, so you'll see it's not the, the toughest in the world either. They can have a lot of fun out there too, you know. To find out more about Dromoland Castle and all that we have to offer, visit dromoland.ie or find us on Facebook or Instagram. You can listen to If These Walls Could Talk on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to welcoming you soon.